Hello and welcome to episode 306 of the Rollo and Slappy Show. Today is May 23rd, 2023. I am Rollo McFlugel and with you is my co-host, a rapper of some sort that's crinkling in the background. Um, oh, yeah, sorry. I forgot the mic is right there. But that is my cellophane for my cigar. Ah, okay. Well, glad, glad. Like, wait, when did I become a rapper? I'm like, don't put me on the spot because I can't rap. Well, I didn't know. I, sh- I should have guessed it was cigar related, but rapper is in like, yeah, 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 yeah. St- don't, don't. Yeah, I didn't even realize I was doing it. I, I'm sorry, listeners. Don't needle me with uh, homophones, slappy. <laughs> that is a homophone, right? Okay. Not a homonym. It is. Homonym it, is the yeah, same right? spelling um, but yeah. different meaning. Homophone is same sound. Yes, right? Yeah. Because phone, you know, like... I haven't been in third grade in a long time, man. Yeah. Well, I... Yeah. It it drives me crazy when you say something and people fight against the existence of homo- homonyms. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It drives me crazy. No, that's one of your favorites. Mm-hmm. It also drives me crazy when people fight against the existence of metaphors. Um, mm-hmm. Like, or yeah, or call a metaphor and a uh, what's the right word? Uh, equivoc. Yeah, the same thing. When you make a metaphor, and they're like, "That doesn't that you're you're saying that he is Hitler or whatever." Right. Or when. <laughs> no, I'm just comparing the situations. Yeah, or when you make have a metaphor or. Uh, an analogy or something and they say you're comparing blah 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 to blah 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 mm-hmm. and it's like yes i yes yes i am like i'm comparing the situation i'm hoping that you can see it better if we do that right and they confuse they think comparing <laughs> which, is which reminds me of, uh, yeah i remember when i so i just had a i was on um unshackled liberty last week to talk about uh jury nullification so i was thinking about those deliberations in the trial and i remember one of the other jurors telling me to please stop making analogies i don't like analogies and i can't think with analogies that's strange um it was yes especially because i you know like you're trying to comp- well, I don't want to go down the path. I think you guys, if you if you're interested, go listen to that episode on uh, on uh, uh, unshackled liberty. But um, they put it in your head the whole case how bad these drugs are, and people get stuck on that. And so you have to try to like if it's a conspiracy. Let's see what is a conspiracy. Well, let's compare it to something that's not drugs, and maybe you can think through it. You know what I mean? Like that's what I was trying to do. And she got really upset with me and told me to please stop. And I said, no, if I'm not allowed to do it, then I'm not listening to anything you say. Huh. That's interesting. Do you remember in high school and like yeah. algebra class and stuff when like you'd have a test and a kid would raise his hand and they'd be like, uh, I don't know how to do this with why. And the teacher would be like, because, you know, every other time we use X. What's rat as, plus rat. Yeah. What is truck plus truck? Yeah. What is truck tractor squared. plus tractor? Yeah. 
Tractor squared. Don't say. Don't you dare. Don't you dare say tri- truck squared. And then he says, uh, truck squared? No! Uh, truck squared? No. <laughs> but, like, truck. that's that's kind of what it is. Isn't it, it is funny. Like, when kids are learning, like, that's a really tough thing for some people to get. It's like X plus X is hard, but truck plus truck is two trucks. Right. Um, I, I remember like growing up, you know, before high school in that kind of like pre-algebra that you would do before it was pre before they even said the word mm-hmm. algebra and it would be like two plus box equals five. And, you know, I, I remember I was just like yes. so utterly confused when instead of a, just a block, a box that you would fill in the number, it was an X. Mm-hmm. And it took a lot of time, but like, that's what you should be doing, figuring things out, ways to think when you're in like third and fourth grade, not when you're an adult and can't. I know people who have taken algebra in college. Algebra, you said? Yeah. Okay. At the University of Penn State or Penn State University. They teach algebra, or at least they did 15 years ago. So that's a lot of money to pay for an algebra course. Yeah, and all algebra is is just you're you're doing the same thing to both sides of the equation for the most part. <laughs> it's like eighth grade math. Yeah, he's doing it over and over and over again. All right, well, before we have an episode about algebra, um, we have a few things to talk about this episode. Um, I think we'll call it a get on zero episode. Um, so this will be episode. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Uh, what, which get on zero is this? Um, hold on. I didn't even think about it before we started. Did we get to the twenties yet? Probably. Uh, internet's being slow over here. Okay, so yeah, we're gonna be on episode get on zero number twenty one. What's that? There we go. So there we go. Yeah, so we're on get on zero number twenty one on this episode three hundred six. So I think we want to have some exchange about exchanges to start off. I'll say. So, um, you want to do, well, we don't really have the good, well, it was a bad, but maybe it's a good thing that it turned out. Um, and then we have the ugly, I want to do a good, bad and the ugly. Um, Oh boy. But there really, it's not, are you going to tell me that you lost all your money in Terra Luna, whatever that is? Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Um, (laughs) okay. No, like you have, you have a little bit of a story to talk about uh, what happened to you with an exchange. Sure, I could go to that. Yeah, that was all figured out. Yeah, but it's worth um, talking about because someone may be I, in the same. I can walk through the story. Yeah, because it's. I mean, it had a good outcome, but it it shows yeah. kind of the danger of you know using custodial exchanges, and we kind of we advocate for. I mean, I. I use uh, a custodial exchange and 
well, they're all custodial exchanges, but um, I, they're all custodial exchanges, right? Yeah, yeah. But but the point I, I call custodial because I actually leave the Bitcoin on there intentionally because I basically sure. use them as a bank uh, because it's my interface right. for the legacy system. So out of convenience, you know, I keep a little bit of money. Just keep it on there. Yeah, just yeah. so that uh, you know I can pay my mortgage and my credit card bill and and other stuff. So. I do that with level and uh, which we've talked about before. Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, I guess I can tell my story. Uh, I guess how, what, several episodes, a couple months ago, you were uh, giving me a hard time saying I'm not on zero. And I'm like, I'm, I, I mean, I kind of am. I have some dollars and the rest I put in Bitcoin. And like, I just been slow to move everything over. And it's a lot, yeah, as everybody knows. And um, I'm not like... Like this is more about me just being slow with it than it is anything else. Um, but, you know, the auto- automatic bill pay stuff, trying to get that moved over. And so I'm kind of like dipping my foot in instead of just diving in. Um, we have a good system going, my family that is, and uh, all our bills are paid and it's just rolling. And so to change that, it takes a lot. So I've been kind of going slow with things, partially because of that, partially because it's just slow, just slow going with everything I do. Um, unless it has to do with like my actual job, uh, which is my focus or, or my family. And which I guess this does have to do with my family in a roundabout way, but, uh, playing baseball with the kids after, uh, work is more important to me than, uh, getting my money such situated. Uh, and then after a long day, I'm tired and whatever, I have plenty of excuses. I can make excuses all day. Um, but I, I, I finally got the HELOC going a couple months ago and, and that's, um, working really well with my fiat bank. Um, and I, I set up my level account and, um, so I signed up and got everything approved. I sent in my KYC stuff. I got my, my little card in the mail, my, uh, debit card, and excited to get started. So, you know, um, it took me a little while to get around, but I did. And then talked to my wife, uh, Mrs. Jones, and was telling her, like, I think we should switch over. We're going to do this. And she's on board. And so I was like, all right, I got to look how to, to get a joint account at level. We can get you a card, get you on the same account, and then we'll just switch everything over to them and I'll do everything that way. And, and that'll be good. Um, so I looked around their website the one day, didn't really find much and kind of like put it off for a couple more days. I'm like, all right, I really got to get going on this. So I go on, open up the level app and it says you have been permanently suspended. I'm like, nice. That's cool. Um, can't do anything in the app. Can't send an email from it. Just popped up, said you are permanently suspended. So then I, I go to my email and there's an email in there and it, it tells me that I've been suspended. And the reason why is that there was a massive amount of fraud taking place around the time that I signed up or got approved or whatever. And uh, so they shut down all the accounts and I'm like, and they're like, they, there was something in the email that said, you can um, basically KYC yourself again with a, a bank statement to show that there is some income and uh, send your license in again. And I didn't really feel like doing it again. Um, so I replied to the email saying, and I, the reason I did this is I have a pay stub on my phone for my app with work and I could just send a really quick pay stub. So instead of just setting the pay stub and seeing what they did, I replied and asked, like, instead of a bank statement, 
this to sh show you the level. I mean, all I have to do is log into my bank and get the PDF and then email. Like, so, you know, it's a, a couple extra steps. I could have done it, I guess, but I just asked if I could just send a, a pay stub and my license again. And I never heard back. I, I never heard back from them. Um, and it was later on in the day and I was just like, you know what? I'm not going through this. I'm not fighting with it. Like I didn't have much activity there. And so I sent out a tweet to say something like, I, I don't even remember what my tweet said to you. It was like, be careful uh, doing some... business with, or keeping your money with level or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I don't remember exactly what it was. It wasn't, it was something like that. Just because I'm like, my mindset at this time was like, screw these guys, like finally get everything up and running and like ready to go. And then this happens. And, and when I said they didn't reply, it was like several hours later. It's not like it was several days, but you know, they shut my account down and I asked a question. And, and so when I didn't hear, I just assumed I was giving up. Like I, so I just sent the tweet out. It wasn't like, I wasn't on the war path. I didn't like rip off 50 tweets. I was just like, screw these guys. I'm not doing it. You can suspend me. I don't care. I'm not fighting. You don't. And honestly, I thought they probably don't really. I'm not a big customer. They're not going to like, what do they care anyway? Um, so that's where I guess it turns to a good story is I tweeted about that. And someone replied like, what happened? So I screenshotted that I'm permanently suspended. And someone who works at Level contacted me on the um, replied to it, said to send him a DM and we did, and we had a, a good conversation and, uh, he explained why they did what they did. And, uh, it made sense to me because, you know, yeah, before we um, get into that, um, and I, I told I'm, him this. Yeah. Um, we're all, I, I hope, I assume that it's picking up recording for you, but like your voice is all like disjointed on me. Um, really? So, yeah, so it just it started when we started recording. So I'm going to just stop the recording now and we'll start again. And uh Okay. Um not start over, but just pick up where we were. Just, and hopefully that kind of sure. fixes it. Okay, and we're back. I checked We're the back. Audio. Yeah, I checked the audio and it was good while we waited for Slappy to reboot and then come back <laughs> and then see that it wasn't fixed. So I rebooted and might be working. We're, yeah. Hopefully we're better. I still think there's a little bit of a, de of, of a delay, but I think there is. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll work our way through it. Just anticipate the last like two seconds of what you think I'm going to say and start talking. Okay. I can do that. That way it'll feel natural while we're right. uh, talking. I just got to, you just got to stop saying extra words at the end of your sentences. That was me not saying, okay, to delete some <laughs> extra words at the end of my sentence. Also, gotcha. as I was, I was going through on audacity and like, I had to sync it up a little bit for whatever reason, I'm finding that my they add a little bit of dead space or remove a little bit of dead space um from mine or your recording but then i was going through this like man there's like a, a lot of gaps and i thought i was blaming zencaster and i was like uh i think it just stunk 
on our part in the beginning. So there Probably it is. Probably Zancaster's fault. Probably. Or it's your fault. It's just one it's way mine or, or Zancaster's. Here's yeah, the thing that's. Fault. No, it's probably not your fault. And when I'm looking at my screen, I see the little lines go up and down for you, but my line is flatlining. Really? Yeah. Are you seeing mine go up and down? Yeah, yours is fine. Okay, cool. Then let's just go with it. And now that we're two minutes in, everyone got to hear our testing. Yeah. Yeah, I think yours is set to the quality of the audio that's coming in, not the volume. Okay. So you've been flatlined for a while. <laughs> Might be the case. Yeah. So let's get back to your story. Uh, you just said that you were uh, you started to DM. Oh yeah, I put out the tweet that said like, "Be careful." And the reason, and I think, I mean, how much did I? We, I guess we got the whole story. I was the reason I sent that out. It wasn't like an anger thing. I just decided to quit. I'm like, you're permanently suspending me. All right. Well, I'm not going through the effort to get back on. Like, I don't care. I'll find something else or I'll keep using strike or whatever. And uh, so I just sent the tweet out, not thinking much of it. Like I didn't even text you to tell you. I was just like, like if it, if it was something that was really bothering me, I probably would have been texting you about it, but I just sent the tweet out. Cause I was like, I'm done, whatever. And uh, I got some replies and uh, someone from Level contacted me and told me to start DMing him. Um, so I did. And he kind of explained the story and the decision they had to make. And um, he told me I can email him directly with my stuff. They'll make sure they get me back uh, up and running. So I did that and they, they did activate my account. And he told me that actually since I did that now, you know, it would be nice if this was an option or whatever, but I, un I understand the situation, which maybe I'll explain a little bit. But uh, he said, now I have even a higher level of um, verification. So if something happens in the future, they know who I am. Um, it's, I'm not just a random customer anymore. Like we've had conversations and uh, I, I sent that extra stuff in. So now I'm more verified. So if anything was to happen in the future, um, I'm a little safer in that they, they know exactly who I am, I guess. Um, think about that what you want, I guess. But um, if they're doing banking, like my bank knows who I am. They know everything about me. And if I'm going to be banking with them, uh, I, you know, I'm not losing uh, security. I'm not going to be totally anonymous um, when I'm doing my banking. Uh, be nice, I guess. But uh that's where we are. And we're, you have to use a third party. So anyway, um, what happened was, and I don't know the details of the fraud, but apparently when I was signing, when I was getting approved, um, there was some massive like influx of users and a lot of them were fake. And I don't know what they were trying to accomplish with this. I don't know if they had uh, verified accounts or what, or why I needed to resend my stuff in. Maybe they had stolen identities. I don't know what was going on. Um, but he had the, the decision and you're, you're making a business decision right here. And it's like, we got all these fake accounts. We can't tell the fake ones from the real ones. Let's just shut them all down and then deal with it, deal with the rest of it. So I don't blame them for doing that. Like, I don't expect, you know, if someone's trying, trying to steal money from you. And when we're talking about Bitcoin, like you're not, you're not getting that back. That's gone. Um, and if that was the case and what they were trying to do, I, I don't know what they were trying to do. I don't know how the scheme worked. I don't know what happened, but I don't blame them for shutting it all down and then worrying about it later, especially because it's not like, um, 
I had all my money in there. Now, had I had all my money in there and they shut me down, oh, I'd be pretty upset. Um, instead, I was just kind of annoyed with it. I was annoyed that there was no like warning. There was no anything. It was just I opened up the app and it was gone. And then I sent a reply email, which I didn't hear back. And, you know, I just I was was, I was annoyed. But they did take care of it. It's all back up and running. And um, I don't know any I, I may have left some things out because my story got cut off in the middle, but um, that was kind of it. I thought I actually have a better uh, opinion of level than I did before because they really did take care of me. Um, they listened. They The guy took ownership, told me what happened, uh, why he made the decision, which then I thought of my own job and I work for a large company and we have lots of um, – I'm in sales. We have lots of accounts and sometimes we have to make decisions and we know some of our customers are going to like it and others aren't. And not that this is the same thing, but I understand sometimes you have to just make tough decisions and then go with it and uh, explain it. And that's what they did. And um, so I understand why they did what they did. Uh, I'm hoping, hoping that had I had all my money in there, they would not have shut me down. But since it was a you know relative low activity on the account, a new one in the same same time, they just said we're not taking chances and cutting it down. We're cutting it off. So you know I was okay with after I got the explanation what happened. But when it when it first happened, I was like, thankfully I don't have money with these people. They just permanently banned banned me for no reason. Um, what is this Twitter? What? Where I was having the conversation. No, no, no. It was a joke about the permanently banning you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like, what did I do? Like, you just log in the app and it's gone, like like Twitter. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate that there are people out there that try to rob, cheat, and steal. And so it forces, you know, these companies to have to make these tough decisions that are, it is going to, you know, make make a lot of customers upset but uh it, like you said it's a business decision and it's not an easy one to make but you know if you're getting bombarded with these people that are trying to defraud you and you're trying to protect your business you know <laughs> it, yeah, you gotta do you gotta make a tough decision so i understood it afterwards right yeah um but this is kind of the uh the risk of we, we kind of talked about it in the beginning of the episode as I use level as a, as a way to interface with the legacy system. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. uh, obviously I'm on a Bitcoin standard. I use Bitcoin as my money and I don't hold dollars for as, as long, any longer than I have to. Um, but obviously we're not in a situation where I can spend directly with Bitcoin on stuff. Uh, most people still only accept dollars. They're not accepting Bitcoin. And so it's while we're in this transition period where there's only a few of us that are the pioneers to use Bitcoin as our money, we need a way to bridge the gap. Um, and we need and we want it in a way that doesn't require us to, to hold on to dollars for any appreciable amount of time. So it's nice to have services like Level and, and Strike and some other companies that are out there that will um, working on their way to, to making it easier for us to interact with the with the fiat mm -hmm. world. Um, but really what it does 
Um, because with, with, in the fiat system, I mean, we never, almost never custody our money or any sort of asset. Almost never. I mean, really almost never. Like everyone has cash. Right. Everyone has their money in the bank. You know, no one takes custody of like their stocks. It's, it's all, all digital. Um, you know, even, even a lot of things like the gold markets, a lot of people have paper gold. And so we're used to banks just being like these full service, you know, um, just do everything on your behalf. Uh, Bitcoin really kind of try Bitcoin kind of makes the banking relationship back to what it was before. It's just, it's a money warehouse. It's a place for you to put your money because it's more convenient for them sometimes to, to move it around or do stuff with it. Uh, especially when, when you have to exchange in and out of dollars and Bitcoin. So, and yeah, just, I mean, even if I did have all my banking with level and they shut me down, I still have Bitcoin I could use, (laughs) you know, thankfully that nobody can censor. Um, but I was saying that to the guy from level is like, man, we were just having this conversation, like look with the Canadian truckers and, you know, I don't live a high risk lifestyle. I'm probably not going to get shut down, but just knowing that they can and knowing that my political opinions are not in line with the establishment, you know, yeah, who knows what could happen, maybe the vaccine or whatever. And they decide to, to shut down my bank account. I doubt it would happen, but knowing that's the case. And so it's like, man, we got to get all in Bitcoin. We got to do this. And then Level just shut me down for no reason. And it was so it was frustrating. <laughs> but they did take care of me. They took care of me pretty quickly once I put that tweet out, of course. Um, and they were very, but, you know, just really good after that. I have no complaints, you know. And like I said, they had a tough decision to make. So yeah, want to make that clear. Yeah, no, no, it's, 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 that's why it was the bad, but it turned out to be the good. Uh, yes. Care of you. Um, but yeah, the point, what I'm trying to make is that e- even if we think level is, there are a bunch of good guys and, and they want to take mm-hmm. care of us, there's just that third party risk that's out there. That's always going to be there whenever you have someone. Yeah. Right. And so that's why. You know, if you're going to do the get on zero thing or, or really with anything, um, you really want to make sure that you're only custodying your wealth for the amounts that are reasonable for what you need them to yeah. custody it for. So I need right, your them- liquid wealth with the stuff that you need to spend. Yeah, I need them to, uh, you know, be able to. I need to pay my my mortgage, my credit card bill, and a couple other bills out of out of a bank account. And so it's nice to you know just have a little bit of money sitting there in there. Um, now the the nice thing about Bitcoin is that like transfers happen really quickly. So I could really not uh, custody any of my Bitcoin with Level, and just as those bills are coming up. Uh, I could just send, send them Bitcoin, Bitcoin and as long as I give it a reasonable fee and even like I say reasonable, a couple sats per byte. Um, a lot of times it could be one sat per byte and I'll get it in the next block. 
Um, so I could, I could do it that way. And, and every, a few times a month, I send some Bitcoin, you know, as soon as I get a direct deposit for my, my job, I, you know, send it to, to my own wallet, to my own node and, uh, just send it back when I need to for the exact amount. But I mean, it's a little bit tedious. It adds some steps. Um, I don't think that level is going to try to run off with my money. And if they do, then, you know, shame on me, but that's why I'm keeping it. You know, you want to keep it at a, at a reasonable minimum. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, just, just kind of your, your liquid, your wealth that needs to be liquid to, to live your day to day life. And, uh, and understand that's a risk. Um, and so, you know, risk only as much as you're willing to, uh, to put up there as opposed to, you know, thinking that you're, and I, I don't think anyone, um, who's on the get on zero thing would be like, I will keep all of my Bitcoin on the exchange. Uh, but it is a different mindset than a lot of Bitcoiners have and a different mindset than what we were preaching for a while. Uh, you know, the whole, not your keys, not your coins, get your Bitcoin off the exchange. Um, you know, now that we're using Bitcoin differently, we're using it as money. You know, we see the benefit of, of having someone else, uh, own the keys for you to, uh, to make things a little bit easier and more manageable while we're waiting for the better Bitcoin infrastructure to be built out. So, mm-hmm. Uh, fortunately there are some options out there, you know, if for whatever reason you don't like level or don't want to use them, there's stuff like strike. Um, there's something called like a Bitcoin company that are building out this kind of stuff. And, right. and, uh, even bit, bit, bit refill is doing a, uh, like a bill pay kind of thing. And I think we're just going to see this being rolled out more and more with stuff. And we, we've talked about it in past episodes. So it's nice that there are options out there that you don't just have to rely on one and, and it, and it holds the, uh, the feet to the fire a little bit for these companies to deliver, make sure they're delivering good products because they have competition for this kind of thing. Um, we're pretty, <laughs> I have to imagine we're still a pretty small market as far as, uh, the kind of so, yeah. clientele that we are. But it's uh, coming, I think. Yeah. I hope. <laughs> yeah, I'm and we're sure. kind of the if if these companies, if these banks want to participate in this and build this out, I mean, we being the the freaks that are going to, you know, kick and scream and yell and get mad at them if they mess something up. Uh, really, we're 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 kind of like the royalty, if you will, for them. They don't want to. We're the ones that are using their product in a way that is the future. And so, you know, we, we matter a lot to them. And I'm pretty sure they want, they like and appreciate the feedback. Right. Yeah. Without, I, I, I have to imagine that. Um, there was something else happened with Level. They sent out a, uh, an update on Level 2, and it, yeah. and it had a note about, and I actually missed this when I, when I originally saw the email. I, I just glossed right over it. But they said like, oh, we have functionality for trading Ethereum and Litecoin. And in our little uh, Get On Zero uh, Twitter DM group, everyone was going like, oh, Level, what are you doing? And 
and uh, one of the level guys that's in there was like, guys, 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 calm down, calm down. It's, it's, we're not, we're not a, you know, an all coin casino. It's we, sorry, the cat just jumped up on a desk and he's going to just call Don't the blame the cat. I am blaming him. Cause it's going to be chaos if I let him up there. Um, but he's like, you know, our original level version of level allowed you to trade Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Litecoin. And it's like, for the customers that we onboarded and they have that, like we have to give them an off ramp. We, we can't just take their money, right? Like, right. Um, and, and I think that's fair. And, and they, he also said like, I, oh, yeah, maybe this wasn't communicated very well, what, what we were trying to do, but, um, you know, I, I appreciate the, the quick response. And I actually said something in a group about what was going on with you. And he was quick to say, like, you can have him DM me. And yeah. like, I know Slappy from Twitter. And so that will help with, you know, the process of getting him, getting him back up. And that makes sense. You kind of mentioned that uh, when you're telling the story that now you have kind of have a higher level of service with them because they know you a little bit better right. and there's certainly KYC risks with that. There's certainly, you know, data risks. Um, but at the same time, it's also nice to have a personal relationship with your bank. So yeah. And that's what, like, if you look at the status quo with the fiat system, I mean, they know probably a whole lot about me at my bank. Right. Yeah, they well, they know a ton about you. I just look at my the credit union I use. They know, you know, everything there is to know about me, except they don't know me. Right. So, like, there is no personal relationship. They have all this meta. They have all this data about me. All this metadata. You know, they could tell tell you. Uh, they know, you know where I spend I, my money. <laughs> yeah, they could probably tell you what I bought for dinner. You know three years ago at XYZ restaurant without right. a problem. And all the, all this other like weird personal creepy data about me, but you know, put me in, in a line of 10 people and tell them to pick me out. They wouldn't be able to do it. Right. Um, and that's not how banking used to be. You used to have a local bank where you could go walk in and they'd be like, Oh, hi, Mr. Jones. Hi, Mr. McFlewell. How are you? Uh, not really like that anymore. I don't think it's rare anyway. And like, if you want to pull a lot of money, if you want to do something with moving a lot of money around in your account, you know, it's probably better to go in face to face and say like, Hey, you know, I'm speaking to you in person, you know who I am. And I'm saying, I want to do this with my the money in my account. As opposed to them getting a notification in their, you know, system, in their electronic system that says, oh, you know, Slappy Jones is moving, you know, X amount of money from his account. Like that could easily be fraudulent. It's a lot more difficult mm -hmm. to make fraud when it's in person like that. So it's, again, it's, you got to balance the risk versus the reward is while we still have to, we can't be directly peer to peer with stuff because we don't have all the Bitcoin infrastructure built yet. We don't have everyone using Bitcoin as money. You know, we, we still have to interface with that legacy system. So, um, 
it's up to you to try to like figure out what works best and and manage that risk of stuff so um you know i i give credit to i'm not trying to like pitch them to anybody i'm just the whole point of the get on zero series is to explain what we're doing and, and say what we like say what we don't like get different ideas about what's going on and they've been like really responsive about stuff um you know the, the ceo is in the get on zero twitter dm knowing full well like the autistic you know mm-hmm. bitcoiners that are in there that like we're watching everything they do and we're rooting for them we want them to produce a good product and and be true to our you know the bitcoin ethos and you know the values that we have but we're also like absolutely ready to go on an autistic rampage if they do something against that. And I mean, he went in there in that group while they were still like actively pitching like Ethereum and stuff. And they listened to us and their and you know, their actions are speaking to what their words were. And so you know, I, I give I give him a lot of credit for like going into the uh, you know the, the pit of vipers with us, knowing that we're like just sitting there waiting to bite him. Yeah, and like I said, I mean my my opinion or my impression of them definitely increased after this because, like I said, I wasn't a huge like you know. When you're when you're in sales or you're selling or you're trying to build a business, of course you're going to take care of your big customers. I mean, they're the ones who drive money for you, and I wasn't one of them, but they went out of their way to help me out and get me up yep. and running, and uh, they didn't have to. Yeah, yeah, and the, and you know to have a little bit of caution too. I mean, they're still a tiny little company, and mm-hmm. you know it's it takes a lot of resources to to do good, you know, have. Yeah. And we're early. Like you're saying, and, yeah, we're early in this thing. And so like, imagine what a massive fraud could do to a, a you know, they're not Citibank, um, a massive fraud to really hurt the customers and the business. And they had, they had to, had to step in. And yeah. so that's why I said, I wouldn't really, of course I'd still be annoyed, but I wouldn't blame them if they were like, Nope, you were in that time frame. I'm sorry. We can't have you. That's just the way yeah. it is. Like, I wouldn't blame them. I mean, I, of course I'd be annoyed, but they took care of me after that. So, yeah. But I'm just saying more generally that there's probably going to be some hiccups along of, the way. Of course with, there is. That's part of being new. And, right. Yeah. Um, but it matters how they react and it matters that the mistakes are, call them in, not even mistakes, but the issues are like interesting problems and not something like, how did you not see that problem coming from a mile away? And that's why we can transition into the next exchange that came to our attention for doing weird stuff uh, was Swan again. Uh, I noticed, I noticed the other day I got an email from Bitcoin magazine. uh, And I know I recognized the format of the email because it's like a WooCommerce kind of email that I see from the Liberty mug stuff. And it's like, Hey, we have your order for the magazine. And I was thinking like, what in the world's this? I didn't order a magazine. What are you yeah, I didn't about? order a magazine. And it was kind of like, eh, maybe it's just kind of like spam. 
you know, someone got my email address, knows it's with Bitcoin and they just, it's not really from, but I, so I didn't even think about it. And then got another email saying like, Hey, it shipped. <laughs> okay. And then, and then I saw the email from Swan being like, we're sending you a free gift of, you know, a, cover, a, a physical copy of Bitcoin magazine because we, you know, we love you and everything. And then I got it in the mail and I'm looking at it and it is from like the return address is from Bitcoin magazine. It's not from Swan. And I'm sitting there and they go, wait a second. Swan, like a couple months ago, you know, was giving marketing information to a third party uh, company and they had a data breach and a lot of customer data, a lot of like sensitive customer data got leaked out to whoever wanted to bid for that information. And it was for like their email marketing stuff. But it wasn't just the name and email address. It was like a lot more kind of stuff that got leaked as, as far as I remember. There are a couple breaches um, during that time. So mm -hmm. if I'm confusing the details of it, I apologize. But I'm pretty sure it was it was more than just an email address. And, and everyone was kind of like, there's a few ways to look at it. It's It's like, why? All right. I understand that you have email marketing. You know, as you're a, you're a business, you need to reach your customers for a number of reasons. You know, if you're a Bitcoin company and you're preaching these certain ethoses and, and these principles and ideas, you know, and talking about how you care about your, you know, security for your customers and everything, um, and you're trying to be the avant-garde you know, stuff like you should probably direct some engineering resources to, uh, like some free and open source software to manage that kind of thing, because it's not, it's, it exists that, that like stuff exists. It's out there. You could do mm -hmm. it. Um, it's not that difficult. It may not be quite as good as using something like MailChimp or whatever, you know, I, they weren't using MailChimp. Uh, I forget. The they name. were using a service though. I forget what it was called. Right. So yeah, there's some convenience and everything and then, but some costs too. So, you know, I think when we talked about in the episode, I was like, you know, it would be better instead of spending the money on that service, maybe spend the money to uh, sponsor some software developers to contribute to free and open source software for doing this kind of thing that you can self host. So you don't have to leak this information, um, or offer bounties for stuff or just like support that FOSS ecosystem for things that are important that you're not information like customer data that you're not sending out to, you know, who knows who and who knows who, you know, the marketing company, the email marketing company is, is giving that data up to for their, things it's it's just it's you know if you're going to be a business and operate like this and you're talking about security and privacy and all that good stuff you might want to like lead the way and do the right thing even if your customer doesn't directly ask for it but 
okay, I get it. It's not a perfect world. Let's say, and let's say, oh, it's, it's, per- let's, let's, let's say that it's perfectly reasonable for them to use a third party marketing service for this. It's like, why in the world are you sending them any more than just like an email address and the first name or something? Because, you yeah. know, it's nice to have dear Hi. Rollo. Hi, Rollo. Yeah. But it's like, why, I forget why, what I forget what else got leaked. Do you remember? You don't remember, do you? It was something like the kind of because there was more information than just yeah. That. And, and I, I I don't want to say too much because I don't want to confuse it with the other ones. It's not fair. Yeah, and I don't so. think I don't think anyone's like Bitcoin balance. I don't think anyone's balance got leaked or anything like that. No, but it was but it was like, personal identifying information. Yes, and there was something I think, I'm pretty sure of that. Right. I think I think it was like and and again, I don't know if this was Unchained or someone else, but it was like the bucket of of like the the, the category categories of of the type Yes, of like I think that was Unchained. I don't want to say that. I think that was like, Unchained. I'm pretty yeah, sure it I was wanna, because I don't want to yeah. Yeah, I don't want to be unfair and start confusing yeah. and, because it's it's been a while since since we talked about this. But like okay. So they had this, they had this data breach and I, and a lot of the other people were like, dude, this is kind of like, you should have been better than this. You should have seen this as a risk. Um, this isn't great. And there was a lot of like, they sent an email out about it and then like waited, waited at least a day before they sent an email or a, like a, a tweet about it, which is where most of the action or a lot of the action for Bitcoin stuff happens is on Twitter. So it's like, it was like me and like a couple other people were the only ones talking about it for a while. And, um, you know, they did their thing. We're like, Oh, we're so sorry. And this was a mistake. We take this seriously and, you know, we're going to do our best. We're going to, we're going to have an, you know, an audit and figure out what happened and blah, 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 blah. We're going to do better. And so, I get this magazine from Bitcoin magazine that they Bitcoin magazine clearly has my email address, my name and my physical address. And it's like, what, like what in the world are you guys doing? That it was, it should still be fresh on everybody's minds that you unnecessarily gave up personal information to a third party and then you talk about how embarrassed you are about it and how terrible it was and how, you know, hey, we're going to really make sure we do a better job. And then you go make another unforced error. Yeah, I mean, and you could have let people opt in. Right. Or they already have your address for stuff. Just buy all the magazines and ship it from Swan. Them. Yeah. So you don't like, but I'm yeah, guessing that they sold the information. I don't know this at all. I have no evidence. I don't know. But they probably sold it to Bitcoin Magazine to make some money. I don't know. Um, you think they just said, like, here's our customer's information. You can send them a magazine? Well, I, they paid. They would have paid for the ma- Swan would have paid for the magazines at least. And it would have been, you know, I'm sure Bitcoin Magazine was happy for Swan to buy 
Well, know, of course, but, Bitcoin, but, but what benefit does Swan get out of that? Making like, that just seems weird to be like, yeah, making customers just, happy or something. I don't know. I like, I don't want to, you know, I'm, I, I don't, be I'm just speculating. I'm, yeah, I, I don't that. know. I have no proof of that. I don't know. Like, I'm not, you know, don't go ripping them and saying you sold the information, but like, that's kind of what companies do. No, I know. It's, it's kind of what I thought too. And they ought to tell us exactly what the purpose of that relationship or like what, what's going on there because. I mean, this is, yeah. we, we can't have Bitcoin companies that are supposed to be the cream of the crop, the ones that everybody loves, the ones that they're, you know, they're sponsoring most of the content creators, Bitcoin content creators out there. Like you kind of, owe you owe us a lot more than you otherwise would, uh, because you know, they're, they're, they're basically taking on this responsibility of, you know, gaining a lot of trust from us and, and, you know, having be, be in the company that's supposed to be the ones that everyone's supposed to recommend to family and friends because they're like the good Bitcoin company. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, it's one thing to make an unforced error once. And then it's another thing to make the same error again, unforced again. And, you know, I, I sent a tweet out about it and one of the people that, uh, you know, works at Swan, you know, not a, not a nobody was in my DMs and I haven't responded to his last, uh, message just cause I've been busy and I haven't, it's just was terrible, terrible, stupid excuses. And he's like, oh, we're, you know, we realize this is a mistake and, you know, we're going to, for now on, it's going to be an opt-in thing. And, you know, we take responsibility for it all. And it's just like, how did you make this mistake? Like, how did you, how did no one, I'm sure there were meetings. I'm sure there were discussions. How did no one say, you know what? Didn't we just have a data breach because of a third party gave away or not gave away, but lost customer data to, you know, to this breach? Like, and we're going to go and, and do this again. Like it's just, it's stupid. Yeah. And I don't know what the solution is. Like, I don't know what, like, you know, if he asked, if someone from Swan asked, like, well, what would make you satisfied? I'd be like, probably you resign. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else to say. Other than like, now you've got to work. They already, in my view, they already had to work uphill for me to like recommend them again. Now they just buried themselves even deeper. And I haven't you know, used them in a while just because uh, I guess I have better options. Yeah. Well, that's it. I mean, it's just easier, better options. Um, but like, it's, 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 I want to be able to recommend or, or have a lot of options. Well, not every single person is going to, or at least who hears about, learns about Bitcoin from me and starts branching out and listening to other things, other Bitcoin things. They're not always going to come back and be like, Hey Rallo, like, tell me the exchanges that you think are the best. 
you know, they're going to listen to us. They're going to learn about Bitcoin and they're going to start exploring other podcasts and they're going to hear from other podcasters that Swan Bitcoin is the best place to buy Bitcoin. This is where I buy my Bitcoin. And so they're probably going to come back very proud and say, oh, hey, Rollo, uh, buying Bitcoin now. I went to Swan because that's where the Bitcoiners go. And, you know, it's it's like, I don't want to be so nasty and negative towards these yeah, guys. I'm, I'm just, it's just, this is what happened. Like, I'm sure Swan does certain things really well. Um, just as like a retail buyer, it's, I have better options. Yeah, we're just calling it as it is. And they're just not doing a good job of. Like, I, maybe if you're doing huge amounts of money, maybe they're better. I don't, I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but for what right. I buy Bitcoin, like I have better options to use. And, uh, you know, these mistakes, we'll call them. Well, it's, it's like the difference. It's just, it's disappointing. Yeah. And, and we have Swan to compare with level, um, with like the kind of mistakes that each of them are making. And, I kind of said like the was it, uh, interesting problems that come up that, you know, those are forgivable, like level or, you know, certain mistakes like level was, uh, you know, had their crap coins and stuff. And then they started, they said, you know what, this isn't a great idea anymore. We realize that, you know, Ethereum and Litecoin are not the future and we be, want to become a Bitcoin bank interface, what have you. And so they have to, you know, have a transition out of it. And they had a bad job of their email marketing with explaining it. But they, I mean, that's different than like, yeah, someone not explaining it very well. And the initial email is a lot different than like someone going out and giving up personal customer data. And they explained it and they took ownership of it. And they have a path forward for correcting it. Like the issue they had with you, it's like, all right, it's, it's a reasonable thing, reasonable solution that they had given the circumstances. And then they worked with you to fix it. Like there is no, like, these are like very different categories of mistakes between what's going on or issues. I don't want to necessarily just call mistakes, but like issues that come up between level and Swan and, one looks like a company that's actually run by professionals and the other one looks like it's, you know, just kind of resting on the laurels of being guys that, you know, say the right things about Bitcoin. Is that like unfair to say? But- I don't think so. No, I mean, like, like for, for my issue with Level, the, the guy who responded was pretty high up in the company. Um, you know, officers in his title, and uh, he took a lot of time. He, we emailed back and forth. We DM'd back and forth several times. I mean, he really cared to fix it, and he did, and pretty quickly. Like, I, I really, um, he took care of it and explained and answered any questions and listened to me to explain why I was frustrated and why I sent the tweet. And, you know, he didn't think uh, I was being unreasonable either. Um, you know, he actually like apologized. He said it was a tough decision. We didn't know what to do. And I'm like, I, you know what? Thinking about it, I'd probably have done the same thing. And, uh, 
but anyway, they worked really well. And so far, my uh, information hasn't been given out to anyone else that I know of. <laughs> yeah, there's a difference between like making a tough decision that's going to, you know, make some certain people angry and just making, making like a, a bizarre, stupid decision. Like after you just got raked over losing information. Yes. Even though it wasn't like their third party lost the information, but like you think you'd be a little more sensitive to that. I don't know. You would think. I mean, that's why I question like in their the professionalism. And I even get like you got people coming up with ideas like we could do this, we could do that. And so I'm sure they're discussing these like in, in meetings. And you'd think like, like I think you mentioned this earlier, but someone might step up and be like, hey, guys, we just uh, – lost some information or, or at least our third it wasn't our fault but you know that was the percep perceptions reality and uh we probably don't want to be doing that <laughs> but i guess nobody did or maybe they did and it just got overwritten i don't know either uh, way i mean like we're that's both the decision was made yeah i mean we're both professionals in you know different industries but like yeah. these are the kinds of conversations that happen when we're in meetings and we're figuring out stuff like, hey, is this a really stupid idea that's going to blow up in our faces? What are the risks of what we're doing here? Like, this all has to be. Sorry, the cat jumped up on the desk again, and he's making moves to start creating chaos. Maybe he's a big swan guy, and he's clearly. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, I mean the. the Companies that company like if you want to survive, if you want to thrive, you can't be making bad mistakes like that in any industry. Agreed. Uh, it, it's just it's frustrating. So, all right, we're like an hour in total, cool. I guess, and we only covered half of what we were going to cover tonight. But that's fine. How was uh no, never mind. We'll talk about that next week. Yeah. Uh next week I'll be fresh off Childerberg. Yeah. Flying out to Austin on Friday night and uh fly back Monday morning. So uh I will probably see a lot of the listeners there. So I'm looking forward to that. Um I was going to start shouting people out, but I would probably get to like three names and forget everybody yeah, else. And but. everyone would be like, oh, you hate me. Yeah, that's probably true. So, <laughs> but yeah, uh, if you're, uh, if you're going to be out there, um, hit me up. I know I've been for the people in my DMS and my telegram group, I've been so bad about responding to stuff. Um, I just haven't been on Twitter that much. I've been too involved in the real life to be on Twitter as much uh, recently. So, big timer. Yeah. Well, I yeah. think it's. I think it's better. I think it's better not to, because a lot of Twitter That's can often be a pit of misery and despair. Well, I do go on Twitter, but not on not very active. Yeah. Yeah, and it's funny. Like I don't even like miss it i'll realize i'll be at work all day like oh, i never even went on twitter once 
and I'm not feeling like, oh, I should go check. I should go check. I just don't really care. Yeah, the real world's better. Yep. We had a good weekend this weekend. Yeah, we did. In the real world, the Twitterless yep. world. Yep. So go out as as I like the saying, go touch some grass. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and and you know what, Childerberg is a a great way to touch some grass and experience that, uh, because you know you're going to be surrounded with like minded people in the real world. Um, call it a safe space if you want, but you know you can separate yourself from the idiots. And, uh, you know, just have a good time with good people and enjoy good food. Going to have some, uh, listen to some good music, listen to some good comedy, enjoy some good drink, enjoy some good weather. Um, so yeah. You guaranteeing it, that? Yes. Okay. What? The weather. Yeah. It's going to be right. good weather. It's going to be like good sunshine, good wind, good rain, good cloudiness. Okay. Good lightning. Good. Good yeah, opinion. Good. Yeah. Yep. So weather, there will definitely be it. <laughs> You're guaranteeing there will be weather. Yes. Okay. So yeah, um, yeah, I- I'm excited for that. I am. Uh, I plan to bake the Childerberg fruitcake tomorrow evening. Uh, actually, let me check. I need to buy. I'm not doing the. Uh, What's it called? Uh, I'm not candying my own fruit this year because that took a tremendous amount of work. And I'm also just kind of busy this week. So I bought from Amazon a big thing of candied fruitcake fruit. And I'm hoping that that gets delivered tomorrow as promised. It's going to be a weird fruitcake without any fruit in it. Yes, it will. Did it ship yet? It has not shipped yet. All right. Uh, it's, they're promising tomorrow. So we'll see. I'll find a way to win either way. Yeah. Worst comes to worst, I make it Wednesday night. or thir- Actually, you know what? I'm saying this, but I'm planning to take off of work on Thursday or Friday this week. Um, so I'll have time. I'll just rearrange some of the other tasks if I uh, if I don't have all the ingredients for tomorrow. So, okay. Uh, before I bore everyone with talking about when my fruit cake fruit is getting delivered, we will wrap this up. So show notes page for this episode will be mcflugel.com slash 306 and also get on zero fiat.com slash 21. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening and we will catch you next week. Peace.